Welcome to Is It Worth It, the self-worth podcast where we explore how different areas of our life affect our self-worth and how to build and maintain our sense of self-worth. My name is Roshni and I am a self-worth life coach. I help my clients discover their worth so they can stop holding back and start taking control of their lives full force. You can find my other free content under the name Betty Grew Up, that's B-E-T-I Grew Up, on Instagram and YouTube, and you can sign up for my free newsletter at BettyGrewUp.com. Hope you enjoy the episode. Um, to everyone listening, thank you for coming back to another episode. I'm here with Jack, another um, guest on the podcast. So he's from the UK. He is really big on like Instagram and TikTok, doing his thing, talking about coaching, awareness. And so we're going to get into a lot of those topics today, especially in conjunction with his story and self-worth journey and all of those good things. Um, so hi, welcome. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Thank you very much for having me. I'm honored to be on your show. Uh, yes, as you said, I'm a coach and I'm trying to go big on TikTok and Instagram. I'm doing my best. I'm uploading as much as I can. I'm making a fool of myself because at the end of the day, I want to get a message out there. And that's that, you know, we all have that greatness, authentic greatness within us. And that my journey is to help you reach that the same way that I have experienced that in my own personal life you know we'll go start off at uni I studied economics finance and banking which if you if you know me now is like completely the other end of the spectrum it's very like just very boring it's a very boring subject if you do economics finance and banking I'm sorry that I'm uh, putting down on you but I found it very boring um three years of that you know partying I was doing a lot of drugs that kind of thing and then I knew I wanted to go traveling I didn't I was kind of lost um so yeah I was partying a lot taking a lot of drugs at uni and the only thing that I knew that I wanted to do was go traveling and so after uni I wasn't sure what I wanted to do I was a a lost man in this world as a lot of us are a lost soul Mm -hmm. and so I was like okay I'll get a full-time job I put I went into sales because I knew that's something that would push me I've always been saying someone who wants to push himself in the growth aspect um got a job in sales saved enough money went traveling traveling was amazing again more partying just seeing these beautiful places but then I also ended up at a monk sanctuary which really looking back on it now has a massive profound um effect on my life you know I've never done meditation before yet here I am waking up at 4 a.m meditating for two hours till six six till seven breakfast seven till 12 meditating 12 to one lunch and then one to 10, no food, meditating straight. And it's a silent retreat as well. So here's this like young lad who parties all the time as a party animal. And then he goes to this like silent retreat, living with the monks. Um, but it was beautiful. And that's where my meditation journey started. And then from there, I went to Australia. I did sales again, but in a different environment. One was corporate. This one was a nice, it was for charity. It was just a lot like easier and softer, if that makes sense. And then I just decided to take all my savings, move back home and start an e-commerce business, which I built to six figures in nine months. I, I mean, I locked myself away. I was hustling like, you know, money, 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 just focusing, focusing. And then throughout that time, I was reading books on spirituality, you know, the ego, uh, personal development. And, and the only way that I can explain it is kind of, my heart was pulling me in this way this direction because I've always had a big heart and I've always wanted to make a lot of money to help a lot of people right but it was just the case that this wasn't really working in my natural strengths my genius zone I was stuck behind a computer I love speaking to people but I was stuck behind a computer looking at data trying to find products to sell blah 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 um and then 
all I can say really is that my heart was pulling me in this direction. My brain was attached to the money that e-commerce was, was bringing and where I had visioned myself to go with that. But once I got over that, it was like a, 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 a light switch flip. Does that make sense? A flip yeah. of a light switch? Is that yeah. the word I'm looking for? Um, and I was like, the switch flip, light switch flip. Um, <laughs> And I was just like, this is not what I want to be doing. Like, I can't even see, looking back on it now, I can't even, couldn't even see a year from now. Like with this coaching business, I know exactly where I want to go. I feel very aligned and that may change. And that's cool. I'm open with that. Um, But this is just what I love doing and I can't wait to do it more and help more people. So that is a very, well, that's pretty, I was going to say brief, but that was maybe not so brief. That's the story of me and my journey so far. Yeah, no, that's crazy. There's so much to like dig into there. So speaking to like the monastery and everything how did you even come across that like was it just like you literally stumbled across it on your travels or you like found a retreat online and you said you were going to sign up like how did that come to you sure um i kind of ah it's funny how everything works but i met a lady in a cooking class and we sat next to each other on the on a coach and she was telling me about it and she was raving about it and obviously I was asking lots of questions curiosity so she kind of sensed that and she told me about it I think she might give me a leaflet so it was out there and then from there I was like I want to go but I, I kind of don't want to go on my own so I was like, I want to go with someone and then I met someone else when I went further up north because it was in Chiang Mai in Thailand which is north Thailand I went further north Thailand to Pai which is beautiful if you mm-hmm. want to go I highly recommend it um and someone there I met who I got along with, he wanted to go as well. And I was like, let's just do it, bro. Let's just do it. Um, so that's kind of how it all planned out, really. That's is, so insane. Mm, it is. Yeah, isn't it crazy how, like, the universe just, like, guides you and, like, it doesn't really make sense in the moment or, like, it just feels like every other day. But then when you look back, it's like, whoa, I took such a pivot by that one step, like, that one day of, like, going to this monastery pulled you all the way through this journey now. And even if, like, you did go through e-commerce and then pivoted again, like, all of that was, like, like your e-commerce journey could have potentially showed you like how much you can make outside of the corporate world or how much you can make working Mm. for yourself. And now you're like, okay, I can do this, but I can do it in a more aligned way. So it's just crazy how like all the threads of our life like come together. It's crazy, isn't it? And I see so many more of that when I was younger and the being in the place and the position I am in now, um, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, like it's so profound that story and now I always that's why I always set the intention before I do something before I jumped on this podcast I set the intention because it's like when you put that energy out there it does come back to you and it's just funny how all these stories have led me to here being on this podcast and the synchronicities of it all and yeah the universe is beautiful it's literally just got to ask and it is given yeah a hundred percent I've been like practicing that so much lately just like putting it out there and then not like hyper focusing on it, but just being like, just trusting. Cause like you can't fully trust if you're not letting go. And so many people like they make the intention, but then they just, it's all they think about and all they focus on, or they're just looking for the evidence and the proof after setting an intention. And it's like, you, you really have to just like step away from it. And that's the hardest part. But I feel like that's kind of like the immediate test that always follows like setting an intention or manifesting anything yeah and i think an important part of that is is getting in your the flow and what i've learned about the flow is is it's like this beautiful fine line of surrender and discipline right because Mm -hmm. it's like you know 
I can get on this call and it can flow out of me and I can surrender to the questions that you ask and, and it, both of us has come back and forth with this beautiful energy. But at the end of the day, if, you, if I didn't, if we didn't take the discipline to step up and take this podcast or jump on this call, then that would never happen. So it's like that fine line of surrendering to the, the universe and the energy, but also having the discipline, having the, the work ethic to go out there and make stuff happen so that you can surrender to it. Exactly. I love that because it's like, it's okay if you show up imperfectly, but just show up. And honestly, that's what's mm. gotten me this far because like when you first start an online business or you first, you know, do anything online, no one's going to like rush to your page. Like I thought buying a domain and starting a website was going to be like all this attention. And I was like, wait, <laughs> like, no, you have to hustle for it, obviously. But 100%. it's just, yeah, it's just funny how like we just like, if, if I wasn't, going and showing up every single day, even if no one was looking, then I wouldn't be where I am now having an audience to connect with and having people to come on my podcast. But it's like, you have to create that space for yourself and you have to 100%. show up and yeah, have that discipline. But every video of mine wasn't perfect. Everything that I did and came out with wasn't perfect, but what was good about it was the discipline and that's what helped carry me through. So I love that point. Yeah. And it's like, what you said there is like show up knowing that it's going to be imperfect because also like what is imperfect like let's just use it as a label right imperfect is label like your first video you put out is obviously going to be imperfect and then let's do it 20 years down the line and you're tony robbins putting out a video or someone their videos are not perfect still because if they were perfect then they're in the, in a way limiting themselves and where they can go with their audience because they're saying that it's perfect so it's like from the start of your journey to the end it's never going to be perfect. And once you embrace that and you embrace the, the love of like, wow, this is my first video going out. I'm excited. Yes, you might be anxious as well, but you're excited for it to go out because you just know that the, where you want to go and how much you can learn by putting stuff out, especially when it's wrong. Like, that's when the most growth comes is when, you know, all your videos are so wrong. Like if you even look at my Instagram page, um, right at the bottom, the videos are awful. The editing, they're, like they're still, and I know they're still not great because I haven't got a content team behind me. But the whole point is, is that I'm super happy with the progress that I'm making. I'm never striving for perfection. I'm just striving for, for genuinely just content and get it out there. And I always say to people, if you think I'm wrong, please let me know because then I, my knowledge gains and I'm like, okay, sweet. Then I can do another video on the knowledge that I now have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. There's like, two things I wanted to say quickly about that is one is just like you're never going to be perfect or your content's never going to be perfect. You're also never going to be not scared. Like if it's the first time doing mm. something new, you're always going to be scared. And 100%. even now, like obviously my fear of putting content out has gone down, but especially if it's more controversial or if it's like a bigger concept or something that I really poured my heart into, like that fear mm. still is there and it still comes back every now and then. But um, you're never, you know, don't wait to be perfect and don't wait to not have fears around it because if it's new uncharted territory then there should be some fear you know in that you're you're stepping into something unknown but that's good that's growth you know exactly yeah that is exactly where growth. i couldn't have said that any better and that's where the whole self-worth comes in because if you know in yourself that um what you did is the best that you can with the 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 stuff that you have and you put it out there and people come back with ways to improve it then you know that okay that's only gonna um, make my videos better but you know in yourself that you are good enough and then you're not as afraid to put the content out there because it's when people give you feedback or it doesn't do as well as you can, you don't take it personally, you just take it for what it is and you move on. 
Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing I was going to touch on is like when I was starting, I was so afraid of like being canceled, even though I wasn't even someone yet. I was like, why is this yeah. biggest fear? But especially in the last couple of years, like even watching YouTubers or other influencers, like even if I'm not completely invested, they're such big names that you just kind of hear these stories of them being canceled or whatever. And for some reason, like I just took that so personally and thought that I, like I had to constantly be defensive of like my opinions and my thoughts. But then I realized like, because I was being so defensive and because I was sharing two sides to a story, I wasn't actually saying anything. Like I was just putting out two sides there and everyone's like, well, yeah, we know that those are the sides of the problem. That doesn't really help. Yeah. You know? So I had to be okay with like, even if I do get canceled, it's up to me what, how I, go about that situation. I'm not the kind of person that would immediately actually be defensive and tell other people that they're wrong. So it's like, yeah. I know that I can trust myself to learn from it. And that's all I have to do is just take it as an opportunity for growth. And if I'm not pushing that away or demonizing someone that doesn't agree with me, then that actual fear of being canceled is gone. And so that was sure. like a hugely powerful, like realization for me to make even just a few months ago, I was like, okay, get it together, like state your opinions, but realize that like, you can always learn and you're going to do that, you know? Mm. And what, what do you mean by getting canceled? Like, just so I'm clear. Yeah. So like a lot of people, you know, even with like um, giant YouTubers, I see it really big in the YouTube space, but people will, you know, do something like say something ignorant or sometimes people's like tweets from a few years will come out where they were like racist oh, or sexist and et cetera. Yeah. So then all their fans are campaigning like, X person is over party, like the hashtag on Twitter yeah. or just canceling them. Like we're going to boycott you. We're going to unsubscribe from whatever you're doing. And so it kind of is like that. And so in some situations, nothing really happens and the person is fine. They just kind of have to wait out the drama. And in other situations, people have lost like job contracts or, you know, a lot of subscribers and things like that. So it can kind of go either way. Um, but mostly people are just kind of waiting to see your reaction. Like if a lot of those people, they kind of take the bait and they just fight everyone or start deleting comments where people are challenging their thoughts and it's like if i'm not going to do that then i don't have to worry about that being my reality you know yeah no i totally get that and i think this is the beautiful thing it's like the yin and yang it's like the beautiful thing about your content is that it's your content and it's unique to who you are and the way that you interpret data and the way that um you put that out there which in itself would attract the people that you're meant to attract based on your authentic content but then it's also the same with the fears like we all have our own little fears and insecurities insecurities that will crop up from us doing this the beautiful thing is is that when the fears do crop up and you have the awareness is that you can take it for what it is and it's just these thoughts that are going to drive you insane unless you have the awareness where you can be like okay they're just thoughts and that's that's it and make sure that your intention behind the content that you're doing is pure and you're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So much of it is intentionality. Um, but I did want to come back to like you using that word awareness. Can you really just describe like more of your journey and developing awareness and also share a little bit about like how you define awareness? Sure. Um, awareness to me is going deeper and deeper into the way that you operate um, with your mind, with your brain and the subconscious as well as the conscious as well as your body and the emotions that you feel now there's 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 a variety and there's a depth to awareness you know the the dalai lama you know the buddhas of the world like their awareness is insane they are operating at a different level at a different frequency right but my journey with awareness um it's a constant journey to be honest it always it's always going to be 
And I think one way that you can gain awareness at the beginning stages is trying new things. Like you mentioned earlier, pivot, you know, I did so many things. I went, I went to university um, and then I went to work in the cells in city and then I went traveling and then I went and lived with the monks and then I went back to the cells with a different environment. Then I started an e-commerce business and all of those things have led me to where I am today. Now, based on experiences, you just gain a relationship with yourself and a kind of awareness of like what you do like, what you don't like, what you liked about a certain job. And that builds a relationship with you. But then going deeper into awareness, which I did massively through meditation, that's why I'm such a big fan of it, is that you start seeing the thoughts that you have. You know, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. 90% of them are the same as yesterday. And with your awareness, you can start seeing thoughts for what they are. And they are just your brain, your software, computer going running 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 and when you gain the awareness you really see that you're the observer behind those thoughts and that's where the power lies because then any thought that you have in any situation suddenly you're feeling anxious you can start being like okay i feel anxious why am i feeling anxious and then you start realizing the thoughts that you are having are just are like oh like before a job interview it's like i don't deserve this job oh what about if i you know pause what about if i get embarrassed what about if i don't know the answer to the question it's like no wonder you feel anxious because all those thoughts are going through your head Mm -hmm. so the awareness can actually you start sitting in that room before the interview you're like oh i just had that thought that's not true and you bring awareness to it and you accept it and that in itself brings you from a place of fear to acceptance which is a massive jump in the uh, consciousness absolutely yeah that's huge and i love that explanation like i think that's like there's such a close tie between your thoughts and kind of being on that like automated automatic like subconscious state of mind and like our identity because like you were Mm. saying when you're having x amount of you know 60,000 or 600,000 thoughts a day or whatever it is yeah and you are like recycling the majority of those thoughts over time that's how you're going to see yourself right but like so you build this identity like i'm an introvert or i'm not good in social situations or you know x y and z and those become the thoughts that you like yeah how you see your personality as a whole and so it goes so much further than just having you know the same thoughts like every single day it also creates who you are and how you see yourself and how Mm -hmm. you see yourself is how you choose new opportunities to go for right like if you are yeah if you're like i'm an introvert then it's going to be a much farther stretch for you to get up on a stage and start speaking in front of people but if you Mm. say like i know that i'm shy but it's because i'm scared that i'll get rejected but i can like choose to believe that I won't get rejected or I can choose to believe that I'll have my own back if I do get rejected, then I'm someone that can get up on a stage and speak in front of a a bunch of people, not an introvert who has to stay in her place, you know? A hundred percent. And it's even like, let's take, go back to the job interview in this case, like by realizing and having the awareness of the thought of, I don't deserve this job. You then can bring the awareness and like, oh, there's that disempowering thought. Okay, let me replace it with a better one. Let me replace it with like, I'm here because I deserve to be here. And whatever happens, is going to happen for me and not to me. So if I don't get the job, you know, maybe the universe has bigger things for me. Maybe it wasn't right for me. And instantly you can just feel now like, okay, cool. Is that no pressure then? Um, you know, if you're like, oh, I don't deserve it. It's just horrible. Right, exactly. And that's so true. Like what we were touching on at the start of this, like the universe puts things in your life for a reason or 
keeps you from certain opportunities for a reason. And like mm. that rejection can actually be protection. So even with the mm. job interview case, like I had that, I was just mentioning like this job interview that I had in February that was really scary and I had to travel and go in. And I had like, this was, I like finally went in person and it was like the fourth interview that I'd had with this company. So, you know, I'd been talking to them and the pressure was really building. And so I'm, you know, doing all of that and I ended up not getting it. I got a call later that they were closing the position, but it ended up like, I was so hard on myself because it was like the perfect job, a bunch of money, like a great, you know, salary and location. I would, it would also have fueled my move to a new city that I was really excited for. So I didn't get it and I was pretty bummed, but then I ended up being able to like sign up for B school because I had the time to not have that job and that like completely catapulted my business into a new direction and so I would literally be right here if it wasn't for not getting that job because I would have had to move and I would have been commuting and it would have been crazy so like that's so true like you have to remember that everything does happen for a reason and that it's not surely always your fault if something does go wrong and if something does go wrong that is your fault then you can always you know make that adjustment then but what i also want to say is that like you were saying you know when you have that negative thought come up you can challenge it and kind of speak the positive or or speak a different mindset back into yourself i just want the listeners to know like it's okay to have these negative thoughts like you don't have to feel guilty for having a bad thought about yourself especially when it's the thoughts yeah that have been going through your head your whole life like it's a habit Mm. that you even think that way so don't feel bad or feel guilty like oh i'm beating myself up and then you get you beat yourself up more for doing that whereas if you just say hey, I'm going to stop myself. It's okay that I had that thought, but now I'm going to step into that powering mode of choosing Mm. how I want to feel instead of that disempowering thought. Like it's just where you take that and what direction you go in. So I just want everyone to remember, like don't feel guilty for having those bad thoughts. It's just the work is in challenging those thoughts in the moment. 100%. And that's a great point to touch on. It's like my first coach that I ever had when I was feeling anxious and stuff. And he gave me so simple. Isn't some of the best advice just so simple? Though? And he said, he said, why are you fighting it? Just accept it. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? Accept it? I don't want to feel like this. Like, what are you on about? I don't want to feel anxious. And he's like, yeah, but by fighting it, you're just feeding it. You know, like how many times of us we go out for a social situation, or maybe it's not social, but whatever it is for you. And you're like, oh no, I'm feeling anxious. No, 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 don't feel anxious. Don't, not now. I don't want to feel anxious. No, 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 And we just make this anxiety ball bigger and bigger. Before you know it, we're just an anxious wrecking ball, right? (laughs) So the best thing to do in those situations is just get to build a relationship with you and and know that when the anxiety comes up, you're like, oh, cool. Okay, I feel anxious. I accept it. And then by, if anything, you can then you see anxiety as a very profound tool to you getting a trace of your thoughts. Oh, I feel anxious. Oh, but now I know from listening to this podcast or whatever you do, that your emotions are uh, from the way that you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking all these thoughts and you're feeling anxious, you can kind of use it in a reverse cycle. I feel anxious because anxiety is a very dense feeling, right? You feel it in your chest. I, I feel it in my chest or wherever you feel it. Mm-hmm. So I, I noticed it and then I, brought awareness to my thoughts and I realized wow I'm very having a lot of disempowering thoughts and that's a great method to start using your anxiety as a tool rather than letting your anxiety use you a hundred percent like just in terms of 
the acceptance piece, I was, I don't know if you've seen Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm pretty sure this was a show that it was in, but um, it's basically a show about a comedian in like the 1950s and she's a woman. So she's obviously up against a lot, but basically she's about to have a huge gig and she's freaking out. And her manager is like, look, you can be anxious or you can be peaceful. It doesn't matter because the the opportunity is here. So you need to take it however you feel you need to take it. And I think that that's such a good illustration of like acceptance. Like the moment is here to make the decision so you can feel like a wreck and do it anyway and that's okay Mm. but just know that like every moment is the moment and that's the time that you can like challenge your thoughts or that's the time that you can step up to make the more difficult decision because of what you want in the long run and that's Mm. self-parenting but that just really comes from that place of acceptance like i'm okay if i'm a wreck but the the situation is here so i need to step up to the plate no matter how i feel and yeah that can sometimes feel like a lot of pressure, but I honestly, like you can look at it as as a really empowering feeling. A hundred percent. And it's it's, it's that um, beautiful saying, you can't be happy and sad at the same time. Can you? It's like, you, it's it's physically impossible. So it's like when you're anxious, it's it's, it's in a way you're choosing to be, which, you know, you might think, how am I choosing? I don't want to choose to be anxious, but by realizing that you are choosing to be, you then regain the power. It's like, okay, it's in my hands. And it's not that easy, right? You know, we put in the work, I put in the work. Now I still get anxious, but now I know the tools and it's a more of a familiar feeling of me realizing what the anxiety is trying to tell me. Maybe it's, I'm doing something that I don't want to be doing. Or like you said, I'm stepping into fear, which is very normal to feel anxious. And then I know what's on the other side of fear, which is growth. So now anxiety for me is more of like, okay, cool, let's go. Mm -hmm. Rather than like, ah, I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And like our bodies tell us so much and hold so much information too. So like, it's really like, yeah, like anxiety. Like I, I feel that in my chest, like you said, like sometimes my palms get sweaty. And then sometimes if I'm really out of alignment, I will feel like a pit in my stomach. Um, Mm. So there's different little things that even before you can conceptually think it out, your body has the answers. And so I actually had an exercise on my YouTube channel and I'll just briefly go over it. Just either having like a notebook or drawing like a stick figure and just kind of like coloring in like a part on the stick figure that is painful and kind of labeling that so that you know, it's almost like a little mini stick figure dictionary of saying like, okay, when I have this pit in my stomach, I'm out of alignment. And, And then it helps you kind of recognize that so that you can show up for yourself in the best way. Um, because those are times where you're hurting. And so you need to realize like, okay, I just need to be patient with myself instead of doubling down on like bullying myself and being negative. A hundred percent. I really like that. I really like that. For sure. Um, So in talking about like your journey to awareness and just your journey to becoming a coach, how has self-worth really played a role in that journey? Self-worth is everything, right? Because if you want to live a life of fulfillment or on the edge of fear, you need the self-worth because it's like the inner confidence and the trust in yourself as well as the universe that you can do it the best that you can right now. And, it, and, and, that, and that to me is it in a nutshell, you know, by having low self-worth, you will hide away from opportunities because you don't think that you're deserving. But the, the laws of the universe and the, the person that you are and that we all are is that you are as equally deserving as the next person. You are equally deserving as the opportunity um, and the greatness for people like MJ, Oprah, you know, that them stepping into it. They are, they are just humans at the end of the day. 
but they have had the self-worth and they have put in the, you know, Kobe Bryant used to wake up at 4am and take shots, you know, and he would do this when he was in college and then in high school, but everyone just sees him as black Mamba who's shooting rest in peace, by the way, what, what legend, um, who was doing these amazing things on courts, but it took, it takes work and it takes patience, but he always had the self-worth the whole journey, knowing, knowing within him that he could do that. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to go and be the next Kobe Bryant because I believe that your authentic greatness is in there. You just have to d dive deep and have the self-worth to believe in yourself and trust in the universe to work for you and not against you. Mm -hmm. Totally. And that was a great example using like the 4 a.m. like, you know, shooting hoops like example, because there is that level of self-efficacy that we need to build our self-worth and self-efficacy mm. is really just like proving to yourself that you can do things and seeing that sense of agency really come out and having that proof and evidence built up towards you. And so even, 100%. yeah. And like, I love using the example of going to a gym just because it's more tangible, but if you're someone who's trying to get more toned or have some sort of body goals and you see, and that, is the furthest thing from your lifestyle right now, but you're making that choice to go run or go to the gym, like going a couple of days can really build your self-efficacy. And like, I'm the person, mm. I'm the kind of person that goes to the gym and like that proof, that little bit of evidence, even if it's going for three days in a row or being consistent about it for however long helps you shape your identity to be the kind of person that does that. And then that in turn, helps your self-worth because you're like okay i'm showing up for myself i can trust myself to do this new thing i can trust myself to be so true and to mm. do it anyway and so all these things really wrap up in each other 100 percent, and that's why i always say to my clients like i'm working with this one lady and we're working on her weight loss and then we're not focused on the scales and stuff and we're just and i'm saying to her like you've got to fall in love with the person that you're going to become not actually what you're going to look like like you said like kobe bryant has so much self-worth and these people that have made it have so much self-worth because they've started off probably having very little self-worth because a lot of us do as teenagers and, and kids, it's very normal to not have self-worth because you don't know where you belong in the world. That's very normal. But when you start listening to that voice and that authentic self of yours and you start, like you said, putting in the discipline, putting in the hours, putting in, you know, if you're called to meditate, you start meditating once a week and then before you know it's two times a week and, and your self-worth starts building because you're listening to your authentic self. And that's where it builds. I like don't ever, ever compare yourself, but don't listen to this and think that your self-worth self -worth is less than ours because we're on a podcast and you feel like you couldn't be. But it's like, you have no idea of how many times we have put ourselves out there through the fear, through um, things that we haven't wanted to do. But on the other side of that is a self-worth where now we can sit in this chair and have a chat because we have that self-worth within us. And that being said, there's still a lot more that we can explore. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And something that I notice a lot just kind of like in the social climate now is people are talking more about self-worth, but they're more talking about self-worth like kind of in a negative context. Not that it's ever a bad thing, but more you hear it more like you need self-worth to set boundaries so that, you know, other people and like it, it, there's all these things that are reinforced where you are valuing yourself, but it kind of puts it in a context of maybe putting other people like pushing other people away or prioritizing yourself mm. over others. And so there is that kind of like ongoing commentary in just 
the social culture right now. But one thing that I think is so great that you said that I want to like emphasize is that positive side of self-worth where it really is about showing up. And it's not just about not doing these things or do, keeping these things away from you or having a routine that is part of it, but it's also about all the opportunities that you're not seeing right now because of your low self-worth. And so having that self-worth just inherently believing in yourself will open up so many more doors and opportunities. And even recently, like, I never saw myself as a writer, even though it was something that I had seen, like people told me it was a strength of mine in school and growing up, but I just never yeah. allowed that to be what I do. And now because I've slowly built up self-worth and I've had some positive like reactions to things that I've written just in people being able to relate to it, I submitted myself to like be to write in a new magazine and now I'm getting published in like nice. print and digital magazine. And Jeez. I never would have done that like two months ago because I just was like, Oh, well, I'm not a writer. And I haven't done that really recently and blah, 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 like all these excuses. But now in just building up that worth and saying, no, other people can relate to what I'm talking about. And I do have a voice and it's okay if it doesn't sound like anyone else's like, that's actually good. Now I've mm. been able to use that to create new opportunities for myself, you know? So it really does come from like, evidence belief and then stepping up and like being the first one to believe in yourself before anyone else does because that's mm. what's going to open the door yeah a hundred percent and i think what you said in belief but it's also like when you have the awareness which is a is, is another reason why i love it is that you can actually start seeing the limiting beliefs that you have mm -hmm. not just in the stories that you're telling yourself but also like oh yeah there, there's no one out there that can will want to hear my words but it's like what there's seven billion people out there and you don't think that there's not going to be one other person out there that would can relate to your story and another thing that you said which i love is, is a voice like we all have a voice yours is unique and beautiful and once you step into that greatness and get through the fear um and that kind of thing is that there, there will 100 be people out there that can relate to you mm -hmm. it's just so it's so interesting how many times we subconsciously put a limiting factor on it when really if you look at the hard evidence that you're wrong mm -hmm. absolutely can you talk a little bit about like one of the limiting beliefs you've broken through or been able to change sure um one thing well i've got a, well we've all got a couple and i'm sure there's some more that are still deep down there that i'm mm -hmm. i'm intrigued to find now um one of them was the, the this underlying story of me not being good enough right and it was the case of my dad who is an absolute legend and I love him to bits but every parent every child goes through some child trauma which can the way that they receive that information as a kid as an innocent kid will then lead to them having this story about themselves so for example me and my dad would be fixing something you know my genius zone isn't working with my hands it could be we were fixing an Ikea thing he was getting frustrated how long it was taking me. So he would take over and just do it. There's me, an innocent kid. And then in that moment, not feeling good enough, right? Mm -hmm. So then subconsciously, when I go into these things and I'm trying to achieve these things, I'm holding myself back because subconsciously, I'm thinking you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. And when you're saying that to yourself, and this is why awareness is so, 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 so key, is because you wouldn't know that you're saying that to yourself unless you had the awareness, unless you did the work. So then when you realize that, you know, you didn't get that job, maybe it's because the energy that you're giving out is that you don't actually think that you're deserving of that job. Mm -hmm. And another one that I've had more recently is that I always had this story of myself that I was a chubby kid. You know, at school, I was never like fat or obese, but I was chubby, right? I was always the, um, the, the athlete that wasn't an, af wasn't 
athlete based on his good hand-eye coordination and stuff, but not like the physical fitness athlete. Mm-hmm. And recently it was more within the last six months, a year, I realized that. And I filled myself with more love and I changed that story and I, and I gave love to that young chubby boy. And I was like, it's all good. And that sort of beautiful stuff. And now my fitness has changed. I absolutely love fitness. I'm eating better, all based on the story of who I thought I was. And that's now changed through awareness. And that was, these are two just limiting beliefs that were, were, were pretty strong limiting beliefs. And once you remove those strong ones, you start noticing the little ones that you might say day to day, like, why well, I'd love to start a podcast, but you know, I'm just not sure that anyone would listen to it and all that stuff. And you realize, like I said earlier, there's definitely people out there and 7 billion people, there'll be people out there that want to listen to your stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's funny too, just on the podcast thing, like it seems like every day more and more people have podcasts, but it's not like, I don't hear about like podcasts, like losing listeners to rush over to another podcast, you know? So it's like, yeah, you really have to so frame it. Yeah, like the opportunities are there, the people are there, and it's not a zero-sum game. You know, people listen to five, six, seven podcasts in their lifetime or in a year, even more than that, you know, so like different uh, entire shows. So it's like there's always room, you know, to find the people that you connect with. Um, but Always, something, yeah. Yeah, and something I wanted to touch on about like your limiting belief about like the, the IKEA furniture and the opportunities, like it's so interesting because mm. A, we – like a lot of these limiting beliefs are formed when we're so young, like we don't even, we don't know that they're happening. And so that's why it takes so much intention as adults to really actively unlearn those things. But it's like the message that you are getting is like, if you don't get things right away, then the opportunity is also taken away from you entirely. So like that makes sense that it would translate to you blocking off opportunities from yourself because not being good enough, what meant the entire opportunity was gone. And so now you're back in this space of saying like, no, I, am enough and that also means that all these opportunities like I am enough for these opportunities and I'm deserving of them Um, Mm. and that's huge and so for anyone else listening too like a lot of the times and I've heard this too like in my own head where the limiting beliefs don't sound like us like it doesn't sound like I would really go out of my way to say that but it's how I've been thinking for so long and something I just wanted to point out is that usually our inner critic takes the voice of who was actually criticizing us so it usually won't sound like us it'll sound like you know a bully at school or your parents if they you know talk down to you or siblings or whoever else it was in your life that made you feel like you weren't good enough your inner critic takes on their voice so even if they're not really an active part of your life anymore those are the voices and the thoughts that are kind of forming your negative negative opinions about yourself. So I just think that's important to realize and to even go back and think about that person. You can identify and write down, journal through some of the things that they used to tell you, because I promise you, you might catch yourself telling yourself that more. 100%. And also another tip to add on that, just so that we are operating from the highest frequency, frequency that we can, is one, forgive yourself and also forgive them that, that critic, because it's very likely, unless you were one of the you know, a few anomalies that had a genuine, genuinely terrible childhood is that the, the, your, your parent, your grandmother, the person did that voice was probably hurting themselves. And that's why they um, passed that energy essentially onto you. Mm-hmm. So once you learn to forgive yourself and that child within you that, you know, that you had this story and it's okay, you're not feeling good enough. And you kind of speak to yourself as a child, as the adult form that you're in. Mm-hmm. um that will help and then just forgive that person as well and this will take work like it's all good knowing this knowledge but it takes work and then but from the other side of that is that one you no longer have a limiting belief 
but two you now have forgiven yourself and filled yourself with more love and you've forgiven that person which means that you're more now capable of loving them more which as you can hear that's just a whole lot of more loving which means that you're already operating from a higher frequency absolutely i love that um so can you talk a little bit about like how this level of awareness and how understanding and unpacking these limiting beliefs how has that changed your life kind of on a macro scale and like overall in terms of themes how you see yourself like how has that really shifted yeah great question i mean the you're not good enough things helped me when i discovered that helped me build a six-figure e-commerce business straight up because it was like i'm deserving of this i'm putting the hours in like I'm going to get this. It was like a knowing in me. I invested all, had all this money. I moved out of it. And I was like, I'm just going to invest it all until I make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, so that in itself, if you're having the story, you're not feeling good enough. And do you think that you're good enough to have a six figure business? And I'm only saying it, talking about finance now, I'm not necessarily saying that to feel good enough, you have to have money because everyone's unique and individual. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, money is a form of energy and that has been put on this earth. And I feel that everyone can go out there and get as much of it depending on how deserving they feel of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big one for me. Um, and in terms of this coaching stuff now, it's just the content. It's like people, I get so many, not so many, but I get messages from people admiring the courage of me speaking out on t- topics like this and being myself. And it's like, it reminds me of how important it is that I have removed these stories and now I can let my authentic self shine through the videos and be myself. And, you know, this in itself is attracting the right clients to me because if I was trying to be someone else, that's I'm putting out resistance into the universe. And mm-hmm. yes, you still might make things work. Yes, you still might have a successful business, but it won't align with who you are. And deep down, you'll know that and that will create conflict in you. Now, I'm not sure if I went off topic there, but... No, no, you didn't. Um, Yeah, I think that's so true about like really sitting and connecting with your authentic self because with clients and just how that relates on like a business level, even if you are able to get clients, if they're not the right client or if they're not really giving you back in the way that you need energetically, it kind of dilutes the power of your own like healing and your own experience as a coach because you're like, Mm -hmm. wow, I'm not passionate about this anymore, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you're not because you're not serving the right kind of people, but the passion is Mm -hmm. still there. The gift is there. You just have to be in alignment and turn some people away to find the right kind of person. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And so on the similar note, how has your life changed on like a day-to-day basis? Again, another thing, a story that I was having in myself and just on the basis of who I was, is like a lazy, right? I broke my leg and I was in year 11, which I think I was about 16. And I got, you know, you breaking leg, when you break your leg, you're just sitting on the couch. I was eating rubbish, blah, blah. And it was this, this story that I had was that I was lazy and then once I removed that story, um, you know, I'm up at, I was getting up at half five and now change that to six because I know that it's, I'm just sleeping more, which I need. But now I get up at six, I meditate, I go have a morning ritual, I come back, I plan my day, I have my day and I don't eat till 12. And it's all these things Like my days are so precise now because I know where I want to go. But it would, you know, two years ago, it would not look like that. And just by having the awareness to all these little stories and all these things that were holding me back is that I wouldn't have the productive day that I am. And this is why I always say to people that you need the awareness to remove these limiting beliefs. And then you'll, you'll start doing the things that do line up with your authentic self. 
And now I'm just suddenly thinking, did I answer your question there? Did I go off again? Yeah, no, you were saying um, like you have kind of a morning ritual and you do all these different things. So is that how awareness has changed you on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, because I mean, a part of it is is time as well and growth, right? Like Mm -hmm. this doesn't happen overnight. You know, listening to this podcast, it might bring awareness to maybe the the voice, the critic in you is your your mum's voice. But then if you don't do anything with that, all you're going to do is have the awareness and knowledge of that and you won't go any further and you'll still have the limiting beliefs that inner critic will still pop up in interviews and that kind of thing. So it's about putting in the work. It's about bringing the awareness to it and then going to find the tools, going to write about it, journal about it, get rid of this energy within you. And then you'll start seeing shifts in your daily habits on a micro scale. And those daily habit shifts will, will do the butterfly effect and will affect you on a macro scale. Mm-hmm. I know. I It's funny because I don't see the changes, like I was saying at the start of this, like on a day-to-day basis. But when I look back, like five years ago, going back to your story about being in uni and like doing drugs, like I was doing the same thing. I was in college, drinking, partying, doing like any drug I could, like so bad. Yeah. And now it's like I could go, you know, weeks or months without even having a drink. And like, that's not weird for me, but I also haven't made like a big deal out of me being sober. Like, I don't feel like I Mm. need to do that, but it also like the amount of me drinking problematically has gone down to zero. And I'm not like interested in using, you know, all the drugs that I was doing back in college just to like party and have a fun time. And so through like self-worth and through feeling like I was enough and through being able to manage my anxiety and my thoughts, I didn't feel like I had to escape 24 seven. And now I'm living in a life that I actually enjoy that I want to dive into deeper instead of run away from. And like that wouldn't have happened without, you know, challenging all those thoughts along the way. 100%, that's the same with me. And also what I noticed as well within myself is that even when I was doing the drugs and smoking weed, I was, I was, not as present as I am now, but I was kind of present back then. And there's nothing wrong with going through these experiences, right? I wouldn't be, and you wouldn't be the lady that you are today doing the wonderful things that you're doing without having all these experiences. hundred And I believe that I wouldn't connect to as many individuals on the basis of me having loads of experience and doing all these drugs and knowing where they're coming from, which makes me a more powerful coach because I can relate and have compassion with people and empathy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's just have no form of judgments of where you're at and the stage that you're at. But let's just have the mindset that we do want to continue growing and we do want to start waking up to our authentic truth. And the only way that you get to that is by having experiences and then evaluating those experiences and evaluating the thoughts you're having and and taking action and being disciplined and just improving one day at a time or even one day a week at a time. Like start small, build the foundation, set the foundations and grow because this time a year ago, I was doing e-commerce business. I was probably waking up at 8.30. Um, I was meditating once a day. Now I do twice. I probably wasn't working as hard, but it's like, it's a constant journey to get into that. It's a, you know, even now I know that there's, there's times where the people that I look up to, like the Ed Milet, the Dave Meltzer, think Ed Milet, he says every half an hour, every hour, he looks back and he checks on how well his performance was and how much his, and oh that's gosh. intense, right? Yeah. Like I, I believe that, I work hard. I am now, but I know that if he came into my room, he would be like, you can do this better. You can do work that better. And, and like, that's cool. But it's the matter. The fact is that I'm not his age. He's lived 30, 40 plus years. He's had loads more experiences. He's way more aware. He's way more connected to um, whatever's out there. And, and it's just a case of you realizing where you are right now is exactly where you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. But 
it can improve and it can constantly improve. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And sometimes when you hit rock bottom or when you're in like a terrible place, it has to get that bad so that you can realize what you value and what you want and what Mm. is in alignment for you. And that's exactly what happened to me. I had to hit rock bottom, like losing friends, having bad relationships, like partying all the time and having no like sense of like valuing myself that's what it took for me to get here but now I can speak on it because I've been in that depth where it felt so awful but I had the strength to pull myself out of it and to commit to a new path entirely and so if things hadn't gotten that bad or if I learned how to manage things better back then I wouldn't be where I am now so it's good that Mm. I kind of like went hard at least because I didn't harm myself but because I was able to take it seriously and nip it in the bud before it but like if I like there are friends who really didn't party or didn't do much in university but now it's all they do because they didn't have like that reckoning of like oh this can really fuck me up you know like they're just like oh it's fine and now like they're having to do this work in their 30s versus me doing it at like 22 and feeling you know and that's still their journey I'm not saying like one age is better than another but it's just like sometimes things happen and get bad so that you can you know go on the right path and that's all it is 100% and if you didn't have such low self-worth would you be a self-worth coach now and it's like when you kind of go through that journey and you do the work like I say you have to do the work you kind of look back and feel grateful for all those times that you were a fuck up and all those fun experiences now that you don't have as much and it's like it's just yeah gratitude then comes into your life which is an an amazing feeling exactly because it's like now I don't need to make those experiences all of the crazy stories and the insanities like behind me and now I have stories of a different kind with like the people that I'm meeting and the success that I'm having and how I'm able to like write my own life into existence because this isn't like a job that anyone tells you about in school you know we all have to stumble upon it and learn about the entrepreneurial journey and put our work into it but every step of that takes that belief in yourself and that work ethic that you put into it builds that efficacy and the awareness of the thoughts going into it and how you feel about yourself is what helps you kind of tie everything together and keep on going because if we weren't challenging our thoughts even if we were putting in the hard work then at some point we'd still get burnt out yeah and it's like the struggle that you go through as an entrepreneur whatever you go through maybe you're jumping between jobs because you do feel lost is actually what helps you find the self-worth because eventually you will find the thing that you do love and you'll realize how strong you are based on the struggle so it's like just don't judge the struggles you're going through just embrace them and just realize you're doing the best that you can and if you do need help ask for it and go find the tools and do the work and and you'll get there you know Mm -hmm. yeah and even if you don't stumble across something that you love finding what you hate is still a lesson like that still helps you become Mm. yourself because you're like i don't want any part of that no thank you and that and exactly yeah Um, and sometimes it's the things that sorry no no go ahead sometimes it's the things that we hate and dislike the the most that give us the biggest jump to the right direction because it's like you've 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 hit the other end of this spectrum so it's like almost you know the exact opposite where you have to go Mm -hmm. yeah if i didn't spend all that time hating corporate jobs i wouldn't be here yeah (laughs) exactly that like disgust for me to be like i'm doing this on my own Mm. um Okay, so before we go, um, we do kind of have this tradition when we talk about like talking about the lessons that we've learned that week or anything that we're currently working on. So would you mind sharing what you've been working on or something that you've learned in the last week? Sure, I would love to. What I've learned in the last week, I kind of like to be 100% authentic with you guys and real is 
I've felt very lonely in the past three weeks and I've had a few conversations with people recently that I've reconnected with, funny enough. It's funny how the universe works. And I've just been speaking like the way I'm speaking with you and about the experiences I'm having in my in my spiritual journey as well. And I realized that I haven't had anyone speak to about. So that's just been sat on my heart and I haven't had anyone speak to about it, which no wonder I felt lonely because I haven't been able to speak that authentic truth to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, which is nice. And I like the fact that I can share that because you guys might go on my Instagram page and just like, like we all do, you know, I go on people's pages and you think they're all, they're so switched on. They've got all this stuff on, but the, the honest truth is, is that no matter where you are in life, whether you're financially successful or whether you're in, you know, quotations, emotionally successful on the route to being who you are and grounded and living from a place of happiness and joy, is that you're always going to have things you have to work on. Mm-hmm. the best thing that you can do is to start loving yourself and being the building the best relationship you can with yourself because that's the only thing I can say with a hundred percent certainty you will have with the rest of your life Absolutely. so like even though you so yeah just so that the audience is aware even though that you may hear me and already have a form of judgment of who you think I am the fact is that I still have these feelings of loneliness I still have these feelings of like questioning and self-doubt it's just now those voices are a lot smaller and I don't associate my being with them Mm, I love that yeah absolutely um for me like that the thing that I've been working on has been kind of similar in like not not like fully sharing what's on your mind has been more like I guess growing up, I always was the person that people would just kind of come to for advice. And I never really even put it out there, but even like back in the days of like instant messaging, people would like jump on my aim and be like, Hey, like I need to ask you something. And it would be people that weren't even like my best friends doing this. And even as I got older, I was like, I had to take a bus in my college town to this internship every day over summer and waiting at the bus stop, people would come to me and tell me about like their court cases or like getting their kids back, like the most random stories. Messages from the universe. Yeah. 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 exactly and that's when I learned like I want to work with people I want to counsel or do something but um just recently I've realized like I've had such a block around accepting clients that are paying or finding the right clients and something that's been huge for me was like I have been people's like emotional dumping ground for a long time and like in some ways I loved that like well I I loved that people would come to me for advice or would care about what I think about something you know and I I loved that part of me but I realized like I got so used to doing that for free that even now like my friends will constantly call me for like deep advice or like actual coaching but it's like you know this is what I do and I people pay for it right like I can't just keep doing this for free because it's taking energy out that I could be using for actual clients or even for myself and Mm. so I really had to be like no I value my advice and I value what I have to say and I really didn't before which is crazy to say for a coach but like I was like oh this is just me and this is a natural gift so that means that it's like an ever-renewing resource that's just never going to go away and even though it is so central to me that's why I need to take care of it and hold it as like something sacred and so since then I've realized like I'm no longer letting people just kind of dump their emotions on me or have me like figure out their problems and give them advice at the flip of a dime or as soon as someone gives me a call like I have to protect that energy and just say like if you really want to be my client, we can do that. But I can't constantly, you know, especially when people expect it like all the time, like it's Mm. fine to be there for a friend, but it's different when people are 
asking you to coach them for free constantly and not admitting that that's what they're doing. And so it's been things like that, that have really caused me to like deep down. And, and again, it was like that, I, that feeling of getting sick of it. I got sick of that. And that exhaustion made me realize like, I, I need to make some serious changes and, I, and the changes in how I see myself and how I, how much I believe in myself. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things like you would never know that answer until you go through it. Like you, it is impossible to be the perfect coach right now. I mean, it's impossible anyway, but like to be, how would you learn that beautiful lesson about starting your journey and realizing actually maybe the reason that you love that is because it actually brought out your authentic truth in you, which then led you to start a coaching business. Cause you're like, wow, I actually love doing this. And then you realize that actually, cause you've been doing that, that loads of your friends now rely on you. So now you have to set those boundaries. And it's like, this is constant guys. This is going to keep happening as you grow. You're going to keep dealing with these issues. And, and it's just about to make sure that you're operating most of the time from a beautiful space where it's like, okay, cool. I'm ready for this growth. I can do this growth. I have faith in me, self-worth in me that I can do this. Um, and then you just constantly come. It's like a spiral upwards. You know, you go round and round and it's kind of not the same lessons, but the same kind of, you know, breakthroughs and then realizing that I have this to work on, but then you're always going upwards, which is, which is the aim. A hundred percent. It seems like it's exhausting and like it's so much work, but really it propels you and helps you be like a person that you're actually proud of. And that's why, even though it takes a lot of work, it's always worth it. And no one will, I haven't found anyone that will tell you that their journey to learning about themselves and their journey to awakening hasn't been worth it. You know? No, a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, are there any other final thoughts before you let everyone know where they can find you? No, but I think we had a good chat about a lot of beautiful things. So I can't think of anything else. Absolutely. Okay. So where can guy, where can everyone find you and how can they sign up for coaching with you? So you can find me. I've got, I mean, I'm on TikTok and Instagram is the same username is at one Jack McCloskey, McCloskey being spelled M-C-C-L-O-S-K-E-Y. And there's loads of free content on there and you can reach me out there. I'm free. I'm here to serve. I love serving. Um, if you have any questions, you can hit me up. I'm also going to give to your audience five free coaching calls. Now, um, if you align with who I am as a person and what I have to say, and you feel like I can help you in your journey, then please take the action to take that call because, you know, I'm here to serve, like I said. Mm-hmm. And for the coaching calls, is there a specific link where they can sign up or do they just need to DM you? Yeah, well, thank you for reminding me. Um, you can just DM me saying, let's go, baby. Or there's a there's a um link tree in my profile where you can just book in a call there okay perfect well i will have his instagram handle and everything else linked in the show notes so you can just scroll down if you want to access that and otherwise thanks so much for joining me this was such a fun conversation no thank you for having me and thanks for asking questions that uh made me have to think on the spot i appreciate it (laughs) of course all right well thanks so much again and have a great rest of your day angie thank you Another massive thank you to Jack for joining me as a guest on today's podcast episode and sharing so much of his story and coaching advice with us. All of the links to find him on Instagram and TikTok are in the show notes below, and you still have the opportunity to claim one of the five free coaching calls with Jack, and the details to do so are also in the show notes below. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider leaving a review on the Apple Podcast app or sharing it with someone who you think would benefit from it. If you'd like to schedule one-on-one self-worth coaching, group coaching, or enroll in one of my online courses, visit link 
linktr.ee slash Betty Grew Up. That's linktr.ee slash B-E-T-I Grew Up. Thanks so much for listening and happy healing.